The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Cause Light. Get mountain cold refreshment delivered straight to your door via Drizzly or Instacart by going to causelight.com slash SGP. That's causelight.com slash SGP. Also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by Stable Jewel. Stable Jewel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free or paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $40,000 with one entry. Head over to StableJewel.com to get started today. And of course, make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and all of our free podcasts. Defy and deny Rashid. 
future and Norwich could have been 3-2 up. Ronaldo, focus. We've seen that face a few times. What will happen next? It is Cristiano Ronaldo! You are listening to BetMUFC here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow BetMUFC on Twitter at BetMUFC. That's at BetMUFC. You can also follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast. That's at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. Also, follow the Twitter account for LockBetting.com. It's LockBetting.com without a dot. So, at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. I've currently posted a video of Ronaldo's free kick. I was live for the game against Norwich, and you can see Ronaldo's free kick going in from my angle. And you can also see Harry Maguire not celebrating with the players. Now, this this tweet is getting a lot of attention. Make sure you go and check it out on my timeline, because it is fascinating to see Maguire being the only player who doesn't go off and celebrate. And you can only see it really from my camera angle where I shot the free kick from. So make sure you check that out at the LockBetting.com Twitter account. At LockBetting.com is also the place to see the P&Ls for LockBetting.com. The pin tweet will take you to the month of March and you can see what we did last month, which was our 106 month in a row of transparent tracked profit. But if you go to that pin tweet and look at that spreadsheet, if you go to the bottom of it, you'll see little tags. They say things like tennis, basketball, soccer, etc. One of them says P and L, and that will grant you access to all of the other previous P and L. So you can see that we have legitimately delivered 106 months in a row. We are just six weeks away from being able to say that we have had 108 months in a row. And that's significant because that will be nine years without a single losing month over at LockBetting.com. All we need to do is navigate the next six weeks. You can be part of the journey for month number 107. Still plenty of action left this month, including domestic soccer, including the return of the Champions League and Europa League and Tyson Fury boxing at the weekend as well. We're also making money regularly in tennis and in the NBA as well. So to do your research, have a look at those spreadsheets, go to the pin tweet, look at the March PL, look at all of the other previous PLs, and you can see all the members' comments verifying the profits at the bottom. And you can also have a look at the type of bets we do, the type of soccer bets we do, the type of NBA props that we do, WWE bets. Make sure that you can get on board with most of the stuff before you sign up. The worst thing is to, to have someone sign up and say, oh, my book doesn't have this and my book doesn't have that. Do your research. The profit is 100% legit. The only thing standing in front of you is some of your US books. But if you're all on board with everything that you see, head on over to lockbetting.com and come apart and become a part of the journey, the site that has delivered, as I said, 106 months in a row of transparent track profit. And there is nobody else that can say that, I believe, on this planet. Moving on with this edition of BetMUFC, and we are talking about a win for Manchester United. But boy, did they make it hard 
for themselves unnecessarily. We did not cash the play on Manchester United minus 1.5 on the Asian handicap line. And we should have done because there was only one team in it in the first half. Manchester United actually played well. Give or take a couple of lapses at the back, giving Norwich a couple of opportunities. We should have been more ahead. And the 2-0 scoreline did not flatter us at 45 minutes. And then we can see the goal in injury time in the first half. We come out sloppy in the second half and Man United are suddenly back to 2-2 and they need to be bailed out by Cristiano Ronaldo. I, I think there's two trains of thoughts regarding Ronaldo. Obviously, some people feel that he is in the way and that he has been a distraction this season and he has changed our style of play and it'll be better to get rid of him and he doesn't fit in with Ten Hag next season. But then you look at the last couple of home games in the league, you look at the game against Spurs and you look at the game against Norwich, two hat-tricks from Ronaldo, and you look at this and go, where will we be without him? If we take this player out of our team, then we're relying on the players that are there. Obviously, some of them are going to be sold or out of contract and we're going to bring new players in. But can you rely on absolutely anybody that currently plays for the team? When Cristiano Ronaldo's bailing you out with two hat-tricks and he's keeping your faint, faint top four hopes alive, then how can you make a case for getting rid of this player just because he stylistically doesn't fit in with Ten Hag and just because he doesn't fit the style that we were playing last season? So it's a very, very difficult call to make. Obviously, on the subject of Cristiano Ronaldo, um, he's not going to be playing against Liverpool, I don't think. He's just suffered the loss of a child. Um, he had two newborn twins due. They were born. Unfortunately, the boy didn't make it, which is very, very sad news indeed. And uh, I think it's highly unlikely Cristiano Ronaldo plays. I don't think Cristiano Ronaldo listens to this podcast, but I want to give my condolences anyway. Ronaldo's been good to us, me and my son this year. He's always stopped for my son when he's been looking for a selfie or an autograph and He's delivered highlights in a season where there hasn't been many, be it via his goals, his hat-tricks, or just stopping and being personable um, and giving those autographs and those pictures. That's been a huge highlight for my son this season in, in a season that hasn't been very good. It's difficult when you have a child and it's easier to support a club around London. We're very close to West Ham. And we're very close to Tottenham as well. Tottenham I can get to in 20 minutes. And he's surrounded at school by people that support Tottenham and West Ham. And he, he kind of says sometimes, why don't we just support one of them? Why do I have to make this journey? Why do I have to support Man United? And you explain that it's generational. Like I, I actually, at eight years old, didn't want to support Manchester United either. But it was made clear to me that we wouldn't be making many trips to go and watch Arsenal. So if I wanted to see football, it would be England and it would be Manchester United if I wanted to go. So in order to see as much football as I possibly can, I took the decision to follow along with my dad and his dad and all of my uncles and cousins and whatnot. And we are a Man United family. So that that's where my kid fits in. But that's a difficult sell when you're not winning anything. And we haven't been winning anything. In fact, we won the Premier League last when my son was two years old. So it has been years and years of frustration and being outdone by your rivals, Liverpool and Manchester United. And it is sometimes hard to explain things when Tottenham are right there and, and Man United aren't really doing too much better than Tottenham at the moment. But um, he's stuck with it and he accepts the explanation. It's just a shame that there's there's no glory. It was very easy for me coming in as an eight-year-old. When I was eight years old, Manchester United had just won the European Cup Winners' Cup 
and were challenging for the league title and then they won it the next year and then we all know what happened throughout the 90s so for me it was a great time it was a decision that I didn't look back on but obviously for a child that's that's been sporting that's been supporting Manchester United over the last 10 years it is a lot more difficult to to understand, especially when it's so far out. But we've been going there regularly this season with our with our season ticket, and uh, Cristiano Ronaldo has been the man responsible for delivering most of those moments. And it's not just sad because he delivered the moments. Obviously, it's sad anyway. It'd be sad for anybody to go through that. But as a result, I don't think that he'll be playing in the Liverpool game today. And he adds to the list of players that we are missing. I don't think Luke Shaw's going to play this season. I think Rafa Varane has still been confirmed to be out. We're still without McTominay and Fred. So we're going to be patching a team together where we need a team to be at full strength to have any chance of avoiding a humiliation. Now, I feel like a humiliation is very much on the cards. I think only a hangover from Liverpool beating Manchester City in the FA Cup semi-final in a team where Liverpool did go very strong, and I did predict that, and I did predict a Liverpool win on the podcast. Only a hangover from Liverpool can help Manchester United, I think, from avoiding a significant defeat here. But I think one thing that remains important, if we do suffer a significant defeat here in this game it cannot then piggy bank it cannot be a long-lasting effect we must immediately get right for what I think is the bigger game on Saturday because I think when we looked at the running there was an expectation that Liverpool were going to go and win at the uh, Emirates against Arsenal there's an expectation that Tottenham won't win their game against Liverpool and I think there's also an expectation that Man United won't it's what we do for the rest of the games after that and we have been let in the back door when I was working out the running and I was going through the games on the show, I did not have Tottenham losing at home to Brighton. I did not have Arsenal losing three games in a row. Defeats against Crystal Palace, a defeat at home to Brighton and a defeat away to Southampton. I did not have Arsenal losing three in a row. So I think Saturday's game is much more important. Obviously, Ronaldo's priorities should be with his family. But if he can make it back on Saturday, bearing in mind how influential he was last time we played Arsenal. That will be absolutely key for Manchester United at the weekend. So I am somewhat looking past this game. It's it's strange because it's Liverpool and this is a massive game for us. And last time we played them, we lost by five goals to nil. So this is a chance to show what kind of different place we're in, what kind of difference Ralph Ragnick's made. Ralph Ragnick has recently spoken and said that he was brought in because of the poor defensive record that Manchester United had after 12 games. Well, have we improved defensively? I would argue that we're not really that much better. I think I'm a little bit worried going into this game with Maguire and Lindelof, not in terms of us losing. I don't expect us to get anything from this game either, but I'm worried that an ugly defeat will be a major confidence-sapping defeat. And uh, I don't want to see us lose 5-0 to Liverpool twice in a single season. Looking at the odds for this game, we'll break down this game straight away because uh, we're doing this late on Monday night. So I want to give people a chance to listen to this as the game is on Tuesday. Liverpool are the 2-5 to favourites on the money line to win the game. It's 17 to 4 on the draw, and Manchester United are the 13 to 2 underdogs. If we look at the Asian handicap lines here, Liverpool minus 1.5 is available at 6 to 5. So that's plus money on Liverpool to beat Manchester United by two goals or more. 
Liverpool minus two and a half is available at three to one. So to cash that, Liverpool would need to win by three goals or more. I think I'm going to scale back slightly. I'm interested in the minus 1.5, but I think the minus one really stands out to me as a good line. You can also play the minus 1.25. That gives you half a push if Liverpool win by a single goal, but you will lose half your money. The minus one gives you a full push if Liverpool win by a single goal. Now, I think if Manchester United lose to Liverpool by a single goal, that is a really decent result. I'm not expecting that to happen. I'm expecting Liverpool to win more convincingly. But the minus one here being available at four to six minus 150, I'm really surprised to see that given the number of absentees that Manchester United have, given the fact that Manchester United got absolutely bashed by Liverpool at Old Trafford, and given the fact that I don't really see any major defensive improvement here from United. So I think this is an absolute steal and uh, I will be advising you guys to get behind that play of Liverpool minus one because Liverpool will win this game and the fact that you can get a push if they win this by a single goal and you make a profit at a four to six minus 150 price and Liverpool win this game by two or more does represent some significant value based on what I've seen from these two teams and from the last time they played. Liverpool have won by two or more in 10 of their 12 home league games and they're playing a Manchester United team who've already beaten 5-0 and who are recently thumped 4-1 away to Manchester City. Another thing you can make a case for is Liverpool scoring three goals in this game. Their team total is set at over 2.5. And you're getting plus money, 6-4, to four, plus 150 on this selection for Liverpool to score three goals. I just cannot see Manchester United stopping Liverpool scoring three goals. So again, huge value on the play here, getting plus money, getting 6-4 to four on over two and a half team goals. Ralph Ragnick himself slated the Man United defence for conceding two goals to Norwich on Saturday. Man United come into this having won just twice in their last six league games, conceding twice in both of the wins as well, those wins against Tottenham and Norwich. Liverpool have scored three goals in three of their last four matches, so that would cash that team total again, and it would probably cash the handicap as well, because I cannot see Man United scoring twice at Anfield. And uh, I've singled out Diego Jota's stats here, as he has scored in each of his last three Premier League games and in his last two meetings with Manchester United. I think this one could get ugly for us. Um, We're going into this game with a potential lineup of De Gea, Wambasaka, Maguire, Lindelof, Teles, Fernandes, Matic, possibly Pogba, Alanga, Rashford, and Sancho. I expect that to be the team. And that is certainly a team that I don't expect to get anything from the game. I don't expect this team to lose by just one goal. And I don't expect them to keep Liverpool under three goals in this game. So I think all of these selections are playable as I think this is going to be a bad night at the office for Manchester United, unfortunately. Um, I said that the lock on the last show would probably be the last time we locked up anything with Manchester United. But... I think that was when I was taking something for Man United. I think that's the last time we will bet for Man United because if you can't cover a handicap against Norwich and you ship goals against Norwich, you ship two goals against Norwich that are poor goals, which has been admitted by your own manager, that's massively concerning. And therefore, Man United are a team that I don't want any part of for the rest of the season being for them. 
But going against them here in this spot, I think this is a must-bet situation. Your lock here for this show is going to be Liverpool minus one on the Asian handicap line at four to six minus 150. For this selection, it pushes if Liverpool just win this game by a single goal. If Manchester United can keep it respectable and come out of here with a one-goal loss, this selection pushes for you. You only lose this if Manchester United get a positive result, a point or a win from Liverpool. And you cash it if Liverpool win by two or more goals. And as I said, looking at the way the two teams are playing, looking at United scoring, uh, conceding two goals against Norwich and looking at United chipping five against Liverpool last time they played them and four against Manchester City in their last clash against a team challenging for the title. I think it's very, very difficult to not say this is a very, very solid play. Special mention for the over two and a half goals team total for Liverpool. I think at the price of six to four plus 150, that's definitely worth an investment as well. But your lock is going to be Liverpool minus one. That's it for this edition of Bet MUFC. Don't forget, there are other EPL games happening this midweek. They'll be covered on a separate edition of the EPL show. So make sure that you check that out. That will be available in the next 24 hours. Also, now is the time where I will be dropping the World Cup podcast, looking at those World Cup groups. We have a little bit of a gap now. We have no Europa League to cover this midweek. So once the EPL show drops in the next 24 hours, the World Cup show will will follow shortly afterwards and therefore it will stay at the top of the feed for a couple of days before we start releasing the weekend podcast which will be of course the EPL show and Scamessa Italia and another edition of the fight show we were robbed this weekend with Errol Spence that was a very very bad stoppage in the 10th round we were just a couple of rounds away from cashing our selection on Errol Spence via decision and we really should have done. We looked to bounce back on this edition of the fight show covering Tyson Fury versus Dillian White and I'll be joined by my colleague, boxing expert, boxing betting expert and former boxer, Jeff Cohen. He'll be joining me to hopefully give you some winners for the fight show this weekend. That's it for me, guys. Good luck with all of your bets as always and thanks for listening.